0: And now the Conrad and Jack Show presents Monday Morning Papers. Please buy a paper from me so I can get me something. done it again i ran all my friends off uh i guess you'd call them friends uh you're looking around the studio and you see i'm sitting here alone uh across from me normally skin man in this corner my friend looking through the windows into my heart andy if you look and you're watching on camera you don't see them if you're just listening you hear the sad music how do I always find myself here is it because I love too much is it because I give too much or is it because maybe the opposite is it My brash personality, my gruff persona. Do I ask too much of people? Do I want too much of people? I don't know. But again, I find myself sitting alone, doing a show about news, about the comedic side of news sometimes. But again, not tonight. Tonight I'm sad not really. What's up everybody? Uh today is 12020 uh Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. I don't know how you say that. Uh, I don't know if it's a happy, you know, it's kind of again it's like uh one of those, you know, happy Easter or whatever. It's kind of a weird I, I don't know. Anyways, uh happy Martin Luther King Day. Um I think you guys kind of already You know, or looking around the room or you heard my intro, you see I'm sitting alone. Uh, I don't know where either of them are at. I didn't reach out. I don't know if that's my fault. I thought we were past the point of communicating on the day of the show unless they weren't going to be here. Um, That was kind of the only communication I knew. So they could show up at any time. I could have jumped the gun. I could have reached out once it was time for the show to start, and they weren't here, but we were experiencing some technical difficulties. Uh, difficulties. Um, so if you notice, you're if you're watching, you're only watching on Facebook tonight. Second week in a row, uh, no Mevo, so no YouTube, no Twitch, no Twitter, no uh, something else. Uh, it's doing an update. I did get it fixed, but by the time I figured out what was going on, it already started the update and it was too late, so it's probably over there about ready to go um, now. Um, What do we do here? Well, usually it's three guys sitting in a room bringing you stories you didn't know you needed to know, Um, but I'm going to start off the show with some, I don't know if I want to call them fun facts about Martin Luther King, uh, but... Maybe things you didn't know or I didn't know. Everybody knows all the normal stuff. Uh, the longest interview Martin Luther King Jr. ever gave was to a publication or to a publication was Playboy. Um, There are over 900 streets named after Martin Luther King Jr. I think we, I mean, everybody in every town, there's a uh, a Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard or drive or whatever. Martin Luther King Jr. arguably gave his most emotional speech in which he expressed that he was afraid he wouldn't see his dreams realized the day before he was shot. I kind of know that one. Um, Martin Luther King had a cameo in a banned 1967 Swedish art film. I knew he was in some movies about himself, but I didn't know he was in anything or some you know films about him uh there's a martin luther king site owned by a white supremacist group which is kind of strange i'm guessing they're probably putting out not correct facts about him i i don't know i i would have to go to the site which would be weird um because i've i don't i tried to not frequent any white supremacist group sites um, but maybe for show purposes or reasoning, um see that would be a great thing if my co-hosts were here either I could go to it, you know, go check it out or have them uh Martin Luther King speech in Selma was written uh specifically for the film because Steven Spielberg owns the rights to the original, so he's writing Martin luther King's speeches uh Malcolm X and possibly Martin Luther King Jr. were planning on bringing the U.S. government in front of the United Nations on charges of human rights violation I don't know, that's not a fun fact. Uh, So really pretty much the Playboy one was only the fun fact. Everything else, these are supposed to be fun facts. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. applied to conceal and carry a gun permit because um, of the constant death death threats, but he was rejected. I don't know if that would have helped him in his situation, but that seems odd in the times now that you think, man, everybody can have a gun. Um, I did see one where the FBI was investigating him or was basically pressuring him, uh, you know, not really to commit, but I guess it said to commit suicide, but to that point, um, but they were threatening to come forward that like transgressions that he had with other women supposedly um i think that stuff's out there in history but that's not for me to know or judge um that's my martin luther king jr fun facts i guess uh what else we're we're presented by this little show called those guys from wichita uh two of the guys that normally do the show are or cast members of it it's a relatively uh, long-running show with uh, ensemble of guys Conrad Mexico smoothie skin man Ivy myself um, Andy uh, and that's what gives me the opportunity to bring you this show and that's actually why we're here is just to talk about that show um, they, they they keep the lights on the money given uh, through the patreon through the pl- uh, being uh Podbean, and, and through all those places, greatly help keep this show running. Uh, when we first started doing the show, we always did, when it was me and Connor, we always went to MSN, and we tried to kind of stick to stories off of MSN for the first, I don't know, six months of the show or five months, and we were pretty successful because really it just became us reading the headline and going back and forth. So as a, a homage or a tribute, I try to go back and do a couple stories every week. This one was one that's not really a funny story, but there's something about it that I'll get to in a second that kind of makes, I don't know, make, brings comedy to it, but Puerto Rican officials uh, are fired after a warehouse discovered with supplies dating back to 2017. Uh, Puerto Rican Governor Wanda Velasquez um Dismissed the island's director of emergency management after a warehouse was discovered with supplies dating back to Hurricane Maria. A video published Saturday showed a warehouse in the southwest city of Ponce filled with supplies, including thousands of cases of water believed to have been uh, dated back to the hurricane when the hurricane struck the island in 2017. Uh, Maria left 2,975 people. Dead and caused major problems in Puerto Rico for months and years to come, including power outages, shortages of food water medicine, and supplies. There are thousands of people who made sacrifices uh, to bring help to the south and it's unforgivable that the resources in the warehouse had went um, basically undiscovered. Uh, the governor gave officials forty eight hours to investigate why supplies were never delivered to the people that needed them uh, Going to talk about all that, but basically, it gets down to this guy that was fired. And it says, uh, he, he, when he was asked, he said the person who took the video inside of the warehouse violated security perimeter, uh, he added. So basically, he's turned around and, and blaming it. He said that at one point, there had been 600 pallets of water which were distributed to the public when Hurricane Doria and Karen threatened. Puerto Rico, but there were about eighty left. There was, you know, some other supplies. He said there were not people um that went without uh, you know, that he knew of, but there were many stories of people going without. There was water, food, diapers, baby formula, cots, tarps, um, all things that could have helped people. Um, Ponce Mayor Melendez wrote on Twitter that the City and its government had no knowledge of the findings in the warehouse near Ponce and knew, didn't know that the stuff was in there. Our people suffered grace, greatly um, from Hurricane Maria, as she wrote, and this could not be allowed to repeat itself, basically saying they could have used the supplies. So the main thing I, I guess I found humor in, not humor, but was that the, the emergency manager that got fired's main source of, oh, it wasn't, you know, I don't know, their their main pushback was that the person that took the video violated, you know, they broke the law by going in there and getting the video, so I find that strange. Uh. It wasn't supposed to be that long, and then I couldn't stop it. Suspected uh, serial killer slayed, uh, or stayed under radar for years, but how? When uh, police detectives said last week that a man sus- suspected of strangling a suburban Chicago teen in 1976 may have seen as many as a dozen girls and young women uh, killed or may have been responsible for, uh, the question is, that screamed louder than others was how did nobody notice this guy looks like a serial killer he also looks like the guy that delivers gas to my place look no today um as police detectives uh, police detective charles london and detectives and other communities were where bruce Lindehall lived tried to retrace his steps What is emerging as a terrifying murder mystery created by a man Loudon describes as a serial killer killer, a monster hiding in plain sight. Bruce stayed under the radar, he said. When authorities discovered Linda Hall's body dead from a knife wound in a Naperville apartment in 1981, he was known to various police departments as a loser who had been arrested many times but had no felony connection or convictions on his record. As many serial killers, uh, he was a loner, he didn't have a wide circle of friends, and he often moved. He also or he also was a smooth talker, Loudon said. Uh, we talked to women who said he could talk you into doing things. He said many photos of naked women were discovered in Linda Hall's apartment after he died. He also took pains in hiding his actions of the females or Of the females who investigators believe Linda Hall abducted and killed, two bodies have been found. One was Pamela Moore, um, a 16-year-old whose body was found next to the roadside in 1976 because she was found within hours of her death. DNA remained on her her body that investigators eventually used to link her to Linda Hall, whose body was exhumed last year. Linda Hall tried to make it appear that Moore had been hit by a police or a car police said the other victim deborah klandahar uh, who disappeared days before she was due to testify in trial that she had been kidnapped and raped by linda hall so i guess my big thing is as you read farther into the story they they all everything kind of keeps coming back to like when this chick that got killed that I'm just now talking about, they found her body, or she was actually going to trial for him abducting and raping her. She winds up dead, and he continues to get away with it. Uh, Another lady, they had to resume his body on the first one to find out um, that he was. This lady, or by the time the body had been found in a shallow grave on a farm two years later, the DNA evidence had been long gone, a victim of elements. In the 70s and early 80s detectives relied on electric t- electric typewriters and telephones not computer systems and cell phones. Nationwide database dealing and connecting unsolved homicides and unidentified remains didn't exist. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children was not created till 3 years after Linda Hall's death. Uh, often police departments only learned of similar crimes in neighboring communities by accident. Uh, what I've seen in cases from time to time is a cop happens to catch news of a, a blurb that someone got arrested and it rings a bell with another case. Detective Caleb Whitemore, uh, who is investigating Callahan's death, said. Uh, basically it goes on to say that back in those times due to all the parting and all that that it was uh really hard or not partying but because people did travel around and party and didn't stay places for a long time that it was not uncommon for people like this to move and work different environments and travel with uh you know concerts and and stuff like that um it wasn't until like letters were found and stuff was found later on that they kind of put it all together and then naked women or pictures of all these naked women were found. Uh, and that kind of started tying everything together. Um, kind of all sad news to start, which is always fun. That's kind of what I had written on the thing. Uh, oh, I did want to talk a little bit of sports. I'll uh, get back to it in just a second, the Super Bowl coming up. But I had written down uh, warehouse with supplies from 2017, uh, person who who leaked the video broke the law uh suspected serial killer stayed under the radar but how and then i had uh, the last msn story which i don't even really have to read just it's it's more my uh megan update uh my merkel update but it was uh something i had read but basically it was funny it was megan merkel's the first woman to ever turn a prince into a, fo- a frog basically losing his title and all that but uh more news coming that it wasn't just them that wanted, you know, that wanted out of the spotlight. It looks like they were possibly getting ready to get kicked out anyway, breaking the royal laws too much and doing their own thing, bitching and complaining, I guess. So, I guess we'll, we'll see what happens. If you care, it's everywhere. There's 45 stories, uh, about it, uh, just, uh, scrolling through MSN, like, today was martin luther king jr day and it was like the fifth or sixth story in. today was you know the first real day or opening day of the impeachment trial in the senate or the start of it and that was like you know two pages back behind the the royal news so even in our country uh that's i guess the most or biggest story uh Back to, I guess, sports. If you're uh, from the local area, the Kansas area, the Missouri area, the Midwest, you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and you're extremely happy right now. After uh, a 50-year drought of going to the Super Bowl, a great season. Last year, I think everybody kind of thought they were going to. Uh, First year for the young superstar Mahomes, uh, which Conrad doesn't think is an attractive face for the NFL. I don't know if his is voice or or what it is with him or the hair, um going back to Conrad's twenty minute special last week. But he uh superstar arm, superstar athlete, led that team uh down, you know, two different times in the playoffs. Not very much this week, but uh kind of they broke it open early and destroyed him this week, having to come back after a major one which we talked about last show. And then, on the other side, the 49ers just demolished uh, Green Bay. Green Bay came back late, but I think that's more a product of 49ers killing clock and Green Bay, you know, just airing it out. Made it seem like a better score than the game was, but I think 27-0 to 0 at half, kind of over. So you have a uh, Kansas City Chiefs who haven't been to the Super Bowl since the fourth one, a guy at work told me today. I thought it was the second, so my history was wrong. They played the Green Bay in the first one and then played Minnesota Vikings in the fourth one and won that with Hank Stram. Uh, So they're making their reemergence. Going to be a good game. I think it's, you know, league's kind of best offense against one of the league's premier defenses. Uh, Crazy run game. The 49ers present Stephen Cowley, huge fan uh, of the 49ers. We have Mojo, a huge Chiefs fan. As far as the show goes, I think those are kind of the only, like, extreme fans nobody on this cast is a big chiefs fan i think everybody but besides probably smoothie will kind of be pulling for him just because the area and i think everybody around here will be happy but but chiefs fan will not stop ever because i've heard it every year i'm not i'm not a chiefs hater or i'm not like i actually like the team i don't like the fans most of the time which is what I always hear about Dallas. Like, I don't necessarily hate the team. I hate the fans. Well, I don't know if I'm one of those Dallas fans, but you can hate me. I don't care. But Chiefs fans are overbearing in your face when they're 11-5. and God damn it, if they win the Super Bowl, it's going to be rough, especially my brother. He's a huge Chiefs fan, and I'm going to hear it from, I mean, he got 20 years now because I haven't won one in 30 years or since 95 with the Cowboys, 25 years. So he's got, you know, 20 years to to keep talking about it, unless somehow the Cowboys can get one in the next 10 or 15 or 20 is the only way I'm not going to hear it. So every year we kind of do a side bet on who has a better record, who makes it farther, and, well, I obviously lost it this year. So So go Chiefs. Uh, I'll root for you, mainly because right now the 49ers are tied with the Cowboys at five Super Bowls and that'll move them into the club with the Steelers and the Patriots or the paycheats as a lot of people call them or whatever you call them, um, with six. And I kind of want not that many more teams to be above us, but I don't really care. So Super Bowl should be a good game. Uh, a couple more stories, probably going to be a short show tonight. I don't have a ton and I wanted to do something. I got out here and mainly I got the camera going, which I haven't even played. I may drop the story on my hot pocket guys real quick. Uh, I don't think I'll get kicked off for that one. So I can go see if I can get it going just to test it out. But if not, uh, may just do a 30 or 40 minute show tonight. Got a couple people listening on Mixler. Hello. Uh, police say tear gas smoked out suspects in a pot burglary. (laughs) Get it smoked out pot suspects uh, authorities say a SWAT team was forced to smoke out suspects in an Albuquerque marijuana dispensary burglary that sparked off a standoff boy just in that first opening sentence you know you got to think this was either written by a very ironic uh or a uh, Alanis Morissette type or a super super duper stoner um police and Kyle or police said Kyle Minard Minard 35, was arrested Tuesday after the SWAT team dispatched tear gas into the R. Greenleaf businesses. Around four hours later, Bronson Jeremy Virgil, 32, came running out of the medical marijuana dispensary and was also arrested, according to authorities. Sergeant Tanner Tixler, Tanner Tixler, that's a silly name, uh, says officers had responded to To the break-in alarm, a sound. Uh, Dispatch, go ahead. Uh, Lieutenant, or Sergeant Tickler, are you on site? Yes, this is uh, Tanner Tixler. You don't have to say your first name, Sergeant. We know you're Tanner Tixler. I I don't know how he does that. I don't know if he, Tixler, I don't know. Uh, Tixler says, officials searched the dispensary with a police dog when they spotted the man inside um, and began scaling the interior, or he began scaling the interior walls before hiding in the roof now how would that work hopefully this police dog is not you know trained to search drugs because you take him into a dispensary i i've been into you know one or two in, in in vegas i can only imagine you know the smell uh you would think it would throw the dog off but this is one trained to attack people i guess or find people please say they used police dogs and a tact- and a tactical robot then tear gas to get the men out the men faced burglary charges it was unclear if they had attorneys uh isn't it ironic don't you think they're showing pictures of a like a whole building burnt down but i think that's unrelated um it's kind of doesn't say what they were after what they were stealing um oh i know what they were after i know what they were stealing never mind did that one last week i have a pigeon wearing tiny hat found in reno i think i or wearing tiny sombrero i think i did uh or skin man tried doing this story a couple weeks ago but it ended up I, i don't know what we did i think we talked over it the whole time but i i was entertained by it that mainly that there was multiple pictures of it and like multiple people had spotted it and. I don't know. Uh, Pigeon wearing a tiny sombrero in Reno, Nevada was discovered following uh, sightings of its cowboy hat wearing cousin in Las Vegas. Maybe that was the story we did was the Las Vegas uh, cowboy wearing uh, bird. Uh, Reno city manager Sabrina Newby tweeted about the bird Wednesday saying, It's quirky and fun, but still inhumane. Uh, It's not the first sighting of a hat wearing bird in the region. Animal service officials said the sighting comes after the pigeon in Las Vegas with a miniature cowboy hat glued to its head earlier in the week official said so apparently Reno's just trying to say hey Vegas don't want up me we've got Saburo wearing hats over here people who see the bird are encouraged to call animal service dispatchers how do you catch a pigeon if if you were to want to i mean other than like bird seed and like shooting it or tranking, I I don't I mean, we need tickle here, Tixler, How are you with that uh with that tranquilizer gun? I can take down a pigeon. It's unclear who put the hat on the bird. Reno cares about its animals, newbie said, and need to protect them and don't become a punchline and have dumb shows like me doing dumb stories about your dumb wearing pigeon hats. I did have some eyewitness accounts of people that see it. I want to see here. I just kept hearing it. I'm ducking and everything. In the house, I skate. I drop my hot pocket. So apparently, the hot pocket guys are back. They they show up a lot of places. You know, they've seen shootings. They've witnessed. I think a a major a major orange spill spill. They've been all around the world. Those two kids and their damn hot pocket. Um, last story I had written down. See, I only, of course, it does, I, mean, I can read fifty stories. It doesn't really matter. But last one I actually read anything about and had written down was a uh, underwater reef experiment, uh, which is a fail, in Guam is set to be cleaned up. Underwater reef experiment in Guam set to be or to be cleaned up. Scientists in Guam are trying to determine how to remove a man-made underwater mountain built out of vehicle tires more than 50 years ago. Guam Environmental Protection Agency scientists, which cannot exist, d- anyways, uh, hope there's a or hope the tire reef would improve marine conditions in the Cocos Cocos uh, lagoon to increase fish stock, but has instead been left abandoned a mile from shore and about 20 feet deep uh, or 20 feet below Water Pacific Daily News reports. Even while I'm reading this, Megan and and Harry come up on my media player. Uh, The project started in 1969 and was discontinued in 1973 after the Tyre Reefs didn't recruit enough fish populations to be deemed effective government officials said. The 2,400 tire experiment uh, is now considered trash and would cost $250,000 to clean up, government officials said. So to me, this sounds more like, uh, you know, there's like a a city council, and they're like, we got all these tires. Can't burn them. Landfill won't take them. How do we get rid of them? They are piling up everywhere. Got an idea. Listen hear me out do we have a scientist okay can we say somebody's a scientist perfect we get sanders over there sanders you're a scientist now or whatever the name would be rodriguez you're a scientist now uh, we're gonna write up a proposal that says hear me out throw all the tires in the water go about a mile offshore with some boats dump them i don't care Just dump them. Go a couple miles off. We'll draw a map and an idea of what we're doing. Underwater reefs is what we're trying to make with these tires. I know it sounds crazy. A scientist said it. They'll believe it. The government received a federal grant to clean up the artificial tire habitats, but officials do not know where the second 350 uh, tire habitat is located. It's unclear how much money was received through the grant. Uh, scientists must receive proper permits, conduct the necessary studies, and then remove the tire reef over the next three years, officials said. Removal efforts of the tire reef will help prevent any further damage of the natural habitat and may neg- or that may negatively affect biological and cultural importance of the Cocos uh, lagoon, environmental officials said in a statement. The tires taken from the lagoon are expected to be shredded, shipped to Asia, and used as fuel for the industry or rubberized asphalt, officials said. Coral has grown on the tires, will be removed, scientists said, or that has grown. So again, this to me just sounds like, uh, you know, what do you do with it? You, You know, that's like people, you know, we've been building mountains for years, if you I don't know whatever town you're from or big city, and, and a lot of them now have ran out of place. They truck it to other cities or other states or like New York, you know, subcontracts other states to dump their trash in. But if you're from a town like me, a, a relatively large but small city, there's mountains on around different places of town in a flat area, and those mountains are created by old landfills, trash sites, and stuff, and it doesn't go away. So I guess dump it in the ocean oh no we're coming to find that's a bad idea don't dump it in the ocean uh i don't know i don't really have nothing else uh kind of sad my friends didn't show up and and didn't say nothing uh wednesday i'll probably poke a lot of fun at them or or try um what's wednesday those guys from wichita it's an actual funny show you get well sometimes no you get a cast of guys that know how to tell a story uh, a couple guys that know how to read which which helps uh and, and a general good time this week on the show we discussed conrad's buying a bowling alley which is why he left working with me which has kind of thrown me into a whole spiral of depression but that's for another show another time uh but he has uh that's kind of fallen on a, a murky ground. I don't know where it stands right now. I mean, it, it's still happening, but it's murky. So he's been looking for other business ventures that he says, hey, it can spend less money on. Last week, he came in here uh, meeting a wonderful character, uh, Shabu or Sabu, um, and, and looked at another bowling alley at, between here and uh, Mexico's place in the, the armpit of America, Oklahoma. So this week, you never know what to expect I'm coming. I'm thinking maybe a movie theater this week, or like a skating rink, or yeah. There's all kinds of things it could be, but I'm hoping for you know something new. So tune in Wednesday, seven Central uh, would be nine o'clock if you're in New York. It'd be uh, five o'clock if you're in California. You can download it anywhere. We're on Facebook. Those guys from Wichita. Uh, we're on Mixler, we're on Periscope, Twitch, Twitter, everywhere. So, tuning in in. Thank you, guys. If you uh, see Skin Man or Andy, tell him I said hi. Tell him I miss him. Tell him the show wasn't the same without him. Tell him it was short and sad. Tell him, you know, he wasn't himself you see him down I hope he hope he's okay I hope he's there next week tell your friends you love him tell your family you love him if you do a podcast with two guys one who don't have a job and one who doesn't go to work when it's cold be kind to him they show up and do the podcast with you.